Good morning, everybody. We're making a start and we're going to have a great time this morning in the sunshine. That's why I put a cheerful shirt on. It's our 20th time together. 20th. That's brilliant. If you could put yourself on mute, that would be really helpful. Thank you very much. Lovely. This Wednesday, something a bit different because we're starting to meet together again now. So this Wednesday at eight o'clock, we're going to be praying in the church. All right. Now, you need to be there a bit earlier than eight o'clock, really, because then you can sanitize your hands. You can uh, get I'll sign in for you because I'll meet you in the foyer, put your name down and everything so we know who you are. You'll also have time. To put your face mask on, because if you're using the building over the next few weeks, you definitely need to wear a face mask. So that's something else to bring with you on Wednesday. Bring your Bible because you can't use the church's Bibles at the moment. Bring prayer in your heart as well. But bring your mask because you definitely need to wear a mask if you're coming on Wednesday. And I hope to see you all there. Yeah, at least come, come. some of you there because I won't be able to see your lips or your nose, but I'll see some of you. Bank robbers for praying. Yay! <laughs> oh, no, we're not bank robbers. No, we're not. No, no, we're, no. Not. we're just in COVID-19. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So the midweek services haven't started yet. So they're on my agenda. I'm going to try and get round to them. Lots of other things I'm trying to do as well. For instance, the latest onward battles out uh, today. If you had one on delivered, it would have been delivered on Friday. And if you get it in the Tuesday email, you'll see it on this Tuesday's email. Uh, of course, there'll be breakout rooms at the end if you want to stay along and have some fun and pray and just get some more news from each other. So that's all going to be great. I'll be speaking later, but it's Mrs. Stevenson that's going to be uh, leading us this morning. Okay, let's, uh, let's join together in prayer. Father, thank you that we can meet together um, again this morning um, on Zoom and that we are together even though we're apart. Lord, thank you that we're together in you and you are our Father, you are sovereign, you are Lord. God, I pray that you will help us to live every day like you are Lord because that's who you are and that's who we are. We are your children. We are here for you. That is the purpose of our being here. So Lord, help us this morning to receive all that you have for us through what John says, through what prayed, through your word. I pray that you will impact us this morning and speak to our hearts the things that we need to hear. Amen. Let's start by uh, singing some praise. We're going to praise okay. and declare who God is by singing holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Yes, sir. 
couple of weeks and the first day I started digging up some weeds um, God brought back to me the analogy that sin is like weeds and he has brought back and brought back and brought back this word about not sinning and about don't mess with sin don't think that a little bit of sin is all right because same as with weeds if you leave one or two they grow, they grow, they take over, they move, they spread, they, it grows. If you mess with sin, it grows, it gets worse, it gets bad. Um, and this has just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. Different, about three different people have said something to me which has just brought this back to me. So that's why I'm telling you this morning, don't sin. It's like weeds. You know, you probably all know about weeds in your garden. Don't do it. it. It's a mess. It takes over. 
it's not good. So that's a bit of a kind of harsh thing to say, but um, not very long after those verses in Hebrews, it says in Hebrews 4, 15 to 16, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So in our sinful nature that we're constantly fighting with and constantly having to tell ourselves, don't do it. God is there. He is with us. He is helping us. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. So let me share that challenge to you. Think of a weedy garden and say, no, I'm not going to sin. And when it's hard, because it is hard and we all mess up all the time, then know that God is with us and that we can approach his throne of grace with confidence and that he has the mercy and the grace that we need. Amen. Let's continue and just shine in the light of God's beautiful grace and mercy by singing um, about him, um, behold him, basically. Let's just think of him and look at him as we sing this next song. And after this is a Bible reading that Fiona is going to bring us. Thank you. Across the pages of time, he who made every living thing, behold him. He who heard humanity's cry, left his throne to wake as a child, he became like the least of us. Behold him, Jesus, Son of God, Messiah, the Lamb, the Roaring Lion, oh, be still, and behold him. Sinners and saints healed the blind, the lost, and the lame. Even now he is in our midst. Behold him. He who chose a criminal tent, paid with blood to settle our debt. Buried death as he rose to life. Savior, 
James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. I've got a rhetorical question for you all. And it wouldn't matter because nearly all of you are on mute anyway. Here it is. Have you ever thought what you'd like on your epitaph? That's a cheerful question, isn't it? Not many people have tombstones now, do they? So say I was conducting your funeral in 20 years time or more. What sort of phrases would you like me to use to sum you up? Because you know, when you go to funerals, there's often a bit of a, a nodding and a murmuring. Yes, that person was like that. So what sort of phrase would I use for you? 
in the reading that uh, Fiona had a few minutes ago, we heard about Abraham and James summed him up in a brilliant way. He was called God's friend. That's verse 23. And Abraham is also described as God's friend in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 7 and Isaiah 41 verse 8. It's a rhetorical question again. Would you like that as your main epitaph? So-and-so was God's friend. Or is there something or someone in your life that is more important than God at the moment? I've found that if you, need to, if you want to be with someone and be their friend, you've got to be with them a lot, haven't you? You can't just be with someone five minutes here, ten minutes there and call them a friend. You've got to spend time together. You've got to get used to each other. And maybe even you were friends with someone years ago, maybe when you were a student or maybe when you were somewhere else than an Eton. But you're friends for life now because you've been through experiences together. Sometimes when I'm in London or watching things on the television, I see people taking selfies. And especially if there's a, a famous person next to them. And you and I both know that if they've taken a selfie with someone next to them, someone famous, all they've done is spent maybe three seconds with them and they've not really been transformed in any way, have they? It's made them happy maybe that this person has been coerced to smile for three seconds with them and that's about it. But nothing's been changed. No life has been uh, made better. As It's not sort of a better thing that they've done because you need to spend time with someone if you're going to be their friend. Do you remember how in verse 23, I've said it already, Abraham was called God's friend. And for me, it's one of the top-notch verses in the Bible. It is. Shall I tell you why? Sorry, your sound's off, so I'm going to anyway, even if you didn't want me to. There's two uh, Greek words that are really brilliant in verse 23. Kaleo, and that was, he was called. Now, in a simple way, a basic way, it means to call, to summon, or to invite. But there's further aspects of it as well. To call aloud, to call out, to utter in a Brian blessed loud voice, to invite, to bid, to acknowledge, to call by name. Now, when I read all of that the other day, it got me thinking, yeah, Abraham was called by God as his friend. But God didn't say, does anyone want to be my friend? Does anyone want to spend time with me? I'm sure that's how God doesn't speak, but you know, I'm just trying to give it a, a weak feeling. Is there anyone on earth who'd like to join me and do things with me? No, it wasn't like that at all. I think probably God said something like, Abraham, he called him by name, remember? Abraham, I see what you are like. I see your thoughts and your actions. You have heard me speak and you followed my still small voice. You, Abraham, are my friend. He didn't say it quietly, as an aside, like they do in pantomimes or as a mutter. It was a strong statement. It wasn't a secret. It wasn't, it was obvious to everyone. I can imagine all the angels in heaven just being quietened down so that God can say, Abraham, 
you are my friend. All the angels knew about it because it was said in a strong way. That's what Kaleo is. Now that sounds fab. You'd think, oh, that's a top-notch verse then. God called Abraham his friend in a strong way. But it's even more top-notch than that. Because here's this other word. We've heard of Kaleo. He was called strongly and by name. But the other word is to do with the word in English, friend, philos. Now, of course, most of you will know all the different Greek words for love, agape and philio. Philio, philos, similar word, same root. So philos is an active friend and it conveys a personal affection. It's someone who's dearly loved and prized in a personal, intimate way. A trusted confidant held dear in a close bond of personal affection. Can you imagine God telling the angels, remember, it's in a strong voice. This is Abraham. He's not just an associate. I know a little bit. Abraham, I am committed to him. Abraham is my friend. God thinks the same about you. You are God's friend. You are highly prized by God. God loves you. God wants you to act like you're his friend. If God acts like that with us, that he tells us passionately that he loves us, that he wants us to be with him. When's the last time you acted like that towards God? When's the last time that you told someone strongly, God is my friend. God is central in my life. God is all I need in my life. I love God with all my heart, my soul, my strength, my mind, everything I've got. God is passionate about you. He's calling us to be passionate about him and to talk about him strongly, to talk to others about him strongly. We all know John 3.16. Again, that just shows the passionate heart of God for us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us. God is calling us to be passionate about him. And that's such a joy and privilege, isn't it? When we can start to talk about God to other people. You know, I am a Jill evangelist. I talk to people about Jill a lot in Asda, down the road, when I'm on my own, when Jill's with me sometimes, but mainly on my own. But I want to be a God evangelist more than I am a Jill evangelist. I, it's easy to talk about Jill. I want it to be ever so, ever so easy to talk about God to other people, whether they're strangers, work people, people that come like sometimes. I know people are busy that work for Amazon or delivery drivers, but sometimes I just say a sentence about God to them. I wonder if you've ever done that. It's a great thing to do. Just a quick sentence. You know they've gone. You're never going to see them again, maybe. But you can say something about God to even strangers, not just people that you meet. One of the things I'm learning about at the moment in my life is self-sufficiency. 
is bad. As God's friend, I don't want to be self-sufficient in what I can do and what I do for him. I'm pretty able in a lot of things, as you know, like you, you are as well. You're pretty able at lots of things. And sometimes I know in my own life, it's very easy to put God outside a little bit and just to get on with stuff. I'm a bit fed up of that. I've had enough of just being God at the, at the edge sometimes and God at the centre sometimes. For me, it's time to put God at the centre all the time and not just to play games anymore. Abraham was God's friend. David was a man after God's own heart. What will be your eventual epitaph? How does God fit into your life? I've got another picture to share with you um, that fits in just really nicely with what John's just said, thinking about how God wants uh, us to be his friend and how it's um, an active friend and a, a friend who does and is committed and, and, and we want to experience God in, in, in everything. Um, I was out for a walk and I saw um, a young mother um, with her little girl, just a small toddler, kind of been walking very long, I don't think. So quite a, a very short short person, <laughs> uh, probably only came up to um, to my knee, I suppose, in terms of height. And this uh, little girl was in um, an area of grass and there was some quite tall grass. So that some of this grass was was like as tall as she was. And she was um, feeling and, and, and toddling and, and just touching. And it was such a, a picture. It just spoke to me immediately of discovery. That was the word that came to me. It was it was discovery and it was experiential and it was um, finding out and it was new things. And it was, you know, f yeah, just new things. Just and it just spoke to me about how I want that in my life with God daily. I want God to be the young mother and me to be the child and that I am that God is letting me go and ready to experience new things in him every day. Of course, children learn new things every day. That's what that's what they do. Um, and so it was such a, a lovely picture of, of what it can be like for us as we grow, because um, we're all children in God of different ages, um, uh, of how we can just experience new things in God. And of course, with God, there there's never a limit to the new things that we could grab hold of. So I wanted to share that with you as an encouragement as well. Let's let's be God's friend. Let's. Um, you know, be discovering with God all the time and wanting new and more things of God um, every single day. Um, and that leads nicely into this uh, next song, which we were going to sing last week, but didn't get to. So we will do it this time. And it's uh, John on the, on the video. So I'll just set that going and uh, let's join in. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I'll just be a sec.
Jill and I have been married for nearly nine years. We met at NCF about 11 years ago. But if we'd met in the street, say 12 or 13 years ago, and she'd asked me to follow her, I naturally wouldn't have done, would I? You don't just sort of listen to what a stranger says on the street and do whatever they say. I would have thought of something strange about her if she'd said, come and follow me 13 or 14 years ago. But now is different. Now, if she asked me to follow her, I often do that without questioning her aim or her motive. What's the difference between the two scenarios? I can hear you yelling it out. We've got a relationship with each other now. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, we're both happy about that. We've got a relationship with each other. She's important to me and I want to please her. And so I know that often we'll both get pleasure by doing what each other's saying. Why do you sometimes act as if you haven't got a relationship with God instead of acting like he's in charge? The fact is this, if you've accepted Jesus as your saviour, then you're no longer your own. You belong to Jesus now. Being a Christian isn't an add-on to life. Something you just think about a few times in a week. You come on a Sunday, maybe you might give God five minutes every day. But that's not Christianity. That's Johnnyanity. That's Genianity. It's Kennyanity. It's not Christianity. Putting Jesus at the centre of our lives is what Christianity is all about. Oh, I feel really challenged by that. But that's what the challenge is. If we're Christians, little Christs, we do what he says. We go where he goes. If I say a phrase now, again, some of you will just think, I know who said that. You don't need to tell me. You're on mute. Just be clever on your own. That's fine. Cogito ergo sum. I'm just looking at you all. I'll say it again. Cogito ergo sum. Yeah, you're looking most scholarly. All of you are. Of course, it was Descartes who said that, weren't it? And he said it nearly 400 years ago. He wrote it in French, actually, Alex, didn't he, first of all? I bet you know the French, but we won't sort of let you show off. I think, therefore I am. Cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore I am. This week, God has been saying to me, forget about this Descartes fellow, rather good chap, but don't say I think, therefore I am. Think, I am God's child, therefore I do what God says. Or, I can't just listen, I must do. And this is what James is talking about, isn't it? In his letter to those people that are being persecuted. I can't just listen, 
I've got to do. So what is God calling you to be and you to do? It's really easy. I heard a snippet of Nicky Gumbel this morning. It's to take God's presence everywhere you go. That's what we're called to be as Christians, to take God's presence everywhere we go. Our relationship with God should be that what we say and do to others has a positive effect on them. Now, I'm just going to read three short paragraphs out from what Pete Gregg said yesterday on Facebook. I've missed a whole chunk out from what else he said. But remember, Pete Gregg, this fantastic prayer. He's an international leader in prayer and he's based in Guildford. Brilliant chap. So I'm just going to read out three short paragraphs of what he said about what he was doing yesterday. Two long conversations in two days with two different men. One identical story. Grew up in traditional churches, highly involved, now completely repelled by Christianity. Why? Because of the terrible, appalling attitudes held and atrocities done by its leaders. We must be done with sentiment and nostalgia. There is hard graft, dirty, difficult work to do. First, burying the dead religious rituals despised by Jesus. It won't be popular. And then actively building the living, loving community he actually came to establish. We must apply ourselves to work and pray with all our strength to renew old churches and to plant new churches, both together. One without the other will fail and we must dismantle the toxic distinction between priesthood and laity. Oh, and we are also going to have to apologise a lot. That's paragraph. And then personally, we must also be prepared to go on many long journeys with prodigal sons and daughters, like the two men I met these past two days. We must listen to them respectfully and befriend them unconditionally. One whiff of Bible bashing and they will run a mile. But give it a few more chats over a few more months and there may well come a night, after a few beers no doubt, when one or other of these men will turn to me and finally say, OK, talk to me about the Jesus stuff. You seem different to the priests growing up, but how can you re really believe all that stuff? Tell me more. So that's what Pete Gregg said. I know and you know that acting like God's friend isn't about just singing songs. Even if they're the latest songs. It's not about praying long prayers. It's not even just about believing that Jesus died for you. Being a Christian can often be hard. Biting your own tongue. Sometimes walking away from a situation that is about to flare up and sometimes even staying in, that, in a different situation to douse it down. We're, we're called to encourage others and that will mean sorting out the metaphorical weeds that Jill talked about. What are you doing about your bad attitudes? What are you doing about the anger in your life? The, unhelp the unhelpfulness that you show people. The nitpicking that you do. 
How about the sarcasm that you often use? I can't say it like Jill said, but don't mess with sin. That's God's message today. Sin seems good at first, but sin leads to separation from God. Don't mess with sin. We heard a shuddering quote last week. It was from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a German Lutheran pastor, remember, in the Second World War and before. He said this. It's just a reminder from what I said last week. Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. We've all got a part to play in seeing and eating change for God. Every one of us. And if we live as God's dearly loved friends, it's going to happen. We all know that our society's changed enormously over the last four months, over the last five months or so. And NCF needs to change as well, both as individually and collectively as well. We've got no idea when the virus is going to end. No one knows about that. But we can be totally sure about these few things I'm going to conclude with. Today, we can make ourselves ready for God to use us. Today is the day to abandon yourself to God in every way. Today is the day to walk as God's friend. Today is the day to decide to make Jesus Lord of your life again. We might have done it years ago. But today is the day to renew that and say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord. I'm not just going to say it. I'm acting. You're the Lord. I'm your friend and your servant. Help me to stand tall, but also to kneel, to worship and to obey you in every way. James calls us not just to be hearers, but to be doers. And as God's friends, we can do so much. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you haven't muttered that we're your friends. You haven't said it in a half-hearted, quiet way. But Lord, you have said, we are your friends. Lord, in our lives, help us to live as your friends, to be overwhelmed by you and what you're doing in our lives and what you're doing in our brothers and sisters' lives who we can see on the screen now and our friends throughout Nuneaton in other churches and our friends in other countries. Lord, we don't want to have mediocre religiousness. We want to know you and know you more. So in our lives, we do give you our lives again. Be Lord. Be Lord of our lives. We open our hearts to you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And now Paul's going to lead us in some intercessions.
Hi. Yeah, Father, we just want to start off by giving you thanks. We want to give you thanks for answered prayer. Prayer that means that Kath is now progressing. And she was able to visit Barbara Deacon yesterday. And that was amazing. I want to thank you that Ian and Grace's wedding went well. And also to thank you that the Younes have arrived safely in Korea and will be preparing for their Korean wedding soon. And that Jean's life and family are in your hands. Father, help Jean to know that as a reality in her life and to be able to trust you with everything that's going on. Father, we also pray that as the COVID-19 numbers are on the rise again, people would behave responsibly and that the government would act swiftly and wisely to minimise its impact, even if that means pain for some people. We pray for those countries around the world where COVID-19 is spreading rapidly, that the governments would give strong and positive leadership. And we also pray that those leading the search for an effective vaccine would be able to act swiftly and skillfully to produce it. We pray for churches around the UK as they start to reopen, that they would follow the guidelines closely and be wise in their decisions, protecting their congregations. We pray for John in particular, as he has the responsibility of leading NCF out of lockdown, that he would have wisdom and clarity in deciding when things should happen and when they shouldn't. As we have needed to wear face masks in shop, we pray for shop workers as they have the difficult task of trying to ensure everyone wears face masks with no real authority to enforce it. I know that I went into ASDA yesterday and they were having real difficulty with some people in asking them to wear face masks. So Father, we pray for them, that you would help them and you would protect them, that they would not suffer any violence as a result of this. And we also pray for the police as they have one more responsibility put upon them to enforce face mask wearing. And we pray for NHS staff as they prepare for a possible second wave of COVID. That this time they will have proper support and equipment to deal with it and that it will be dealt with swiftly and effectively. And lastly, Lord, we thank you that despite what everything that is going on around us and throughout the world, you are still God and we can trust you and know that you are still in control. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Yes, yes and yes. We are going to um, draw our service to a close with a song and then a video and then we will have our breakout rooms but we've had some challenges this morning it's not easy to to live as God's friend and to um to put sin aside to to get rid and 
it's yeah it's not easy to do all these things but we know that we can approach god's throne of grace with confidence so let's sing this uh, this song again which is about fighting our battles where we uh, the song talks you'll see in the words it's about raising a banner of praise basically you know in the tough times we're going to praise um and that's a weapon that that uh, we can use and so let's uh, enjoy learning and, and singing this one again and uh yeah then I'll, we've got a video before we finish off
look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. God, thank you so much that you do not leave us to fight our battles on our own. God, you have given us everything we need for life and godliness. So being your friend is not a huge struggle. It's not a huge fight because you are helping us with it. Thank you, God. Thank you that you have laid the path for us to be your friend, for us to say no to sin, for us to embrace who you are and to do what you say. God, we thank you for this time that you've shared with us today. Amen. So I just wanted to finish with the, um, the video that we saw actually like quite early on in lockdown. It's uh, called The Blessing and it was put together by a lot of different churches. Um, and I just felt it would be a brilliant kind of covering of blessing, which is what we all need. Um, so I hope you, you can uh, enjoy this just watching again. Thanks. And then we're going to do our breakout rooms afterwards. Okay, there and then I'll go. Yeah, oh, not there.
Here's some verses just to finish with from number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Jill and I are just going to pray for all of you. It's not going to take long. We're just going to pray some short prayers that, that you would know God is your friend and people would know that you are God's friend this week. Thank you, Lord, for Ken and Fiona. Thank you, Lord, that they know you. Lord, let this week be a great week of knowing you better. Amen. Lord, we pray for Nick and Maggie and for Jessica. And we pray, Lord, that you will pour your grace upon them and let them know your hand of blessing in every single part of their lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for my mum and dad. Thank you, Lord, that they love you. And now is a time not to rest. Now is a time to be G'd up with knowing you more and talking to you. Uh, you more and to talking about you more as well amen amen and we pray for jeff and for kath and for um barbara and for margaret and lord will you pour your blessing upon them god help them to feel and know that you are for them and that means in every part of their lives and you know exactly what's going on and you are in charge amen Thank you, Lord, for Colin and Jerry as well. And thank you for their growing family. Lord, we know that their family look to them a lot and they've talked about you to their family and to their friends in just ordinary ways. Lord, give them the strength and the perseverance to keep on going with that, not to give up and to see people come to know you, people that they love come to know you very soon. Amen. Amen. God, I pray for Jean and for all her family. God, you know her situation. You see her faithfulness to you and I pray your blessing upon her. Let her know that you will not harm her by day or by night and that you are for her in every single way and that you have everything under your control. Amen. Thank you for Paul, Lynn and Jack. Lord, thank you that your word is living and active and as they read your word so they'll get to know you more than they know you now. Lord, I praise you for their impact that they've had on many lives around the town. Lord, this is a new chapter they know about. Lord, excite them with all the different things, the potential of what's going to be happening in these coming months. Amen. Amen. God, I pray for Phyllis, Lord, that you will show her that your face is shining on her, Lord, that you are blessing her and keeping her and that you have done that every day up till now and you will continue to do that every day from now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Dassel, for Young Chu, for Rua, for David and Sinjin. What a family. What an example to us all. Lord, will you increase and really deepen their family times of devotion together? So it's fresh and vibrant. Every day they meet to praise you, to read your word together. Lord, let their faith arise. And Lord, let them be really strong in you today and in the days to come. Amen. Amen. Lord, we pray for Jan and for Mick and for their family. God, and I pray that you will show your blessing throughout the generations. God, and may the light of Jesus shine from Jan and shine into the lives of all those in her family who don't yet know you. God, thank you that your mm -hmm. blessing is poured upon her and her family. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Tanya. Lord, will you loose her tongue even more, talking about you to all and sundry, everyone she meets in shops, on the bus, down the road, wherever she goes. Lord, she knows you. She's a beacon. Help her, Lord, to brighten and be more beaconous. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, we thank you for Margaret and pray for her that your blessing will pour and pour and pour over her. God, thank you that every day she looks to you and I pray that you will show her how much you are grabbing her by the hand and being her friend and how much you love her as your friend. God, will you help her to be more like your friend in, in every single day? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Eleanor and for Alex and for Paul as well. Lord, they're important to you. You're devoted to them. Lord, help them as they worship you in their hearts and go various places to be uh, people that stand tall in you, knowing your power. Lord, will you let them really know your power even this week in a natural way, in a supernatural way? Lord, any way you choose, you're God. They're your servants. Amen. God, we pray for Marilyn and ask that you will just pour your blessing and help her to know that day and night you are with her and her whole family. God, will you show her how to turn to you and to be your friend in, in the situations in her life? God, will you pour peace and blessing over her and her family? Amen. Amen. And thank you, Lord, for Jill Bridgewater. Lord, we know she's a good friend to many people, people she takes care of and loves. Lord, will you help her to know that how much you love her and cherish her today so that her life will be even transformed over these coming days she spends time reading about you and talking and listening being with you in your presence lord let your presence go around the neaton as she moves around because she knows you so much amen amen we're amen. ready for someone to pray for us thank you very much whoever you yes. like father we thank you for john and for jill and we thank you for the work that they're putting in and keeping this church alive for you at this moment. Father, they're showing their faith by their deeds. And we just thank you for them. We thank you that they're a blessing to us. Thank you for the dedication and the hard work they put in week by week to bring these services together. And as we move forward, Lord, we just pray for a fresh anointing upon them that they may know that you are with them as they move into a new period with church. And as we all move into a new period of church, we just pray that they will know your presence as they lead us forward, that they will know that you are still in control, that you still want to use this church and that you want to use them to lead it into new places, that we may know that you love NCF, that you love these pair as they lead us. And we just ask that you will pour out your blessing upon them time and time again. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Oh, I want to give a big cheer to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're with us. Bless you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Brilliant. So, oh, you come with one plan and something else happens and God uses what you want to say. So I'm really challenged by the message that sort of God brought through me today. I'm going to think about it a lot more over the next few days. And I pray you will as well, that we are God's friend. But talking about friendship. We're going to have a chat now, so if you need to go, you're very welcome to. Uh, it's been great seeing you all, been great praying with you, uh, and we'll meet again over the next few days, I'm sure. Prayer meeting on Wednesday. Come yeah. to church. Yeah. And come yeah. to church. We'll just give it another 20 seconds, and then we'll sort of see who's going. Bye. Bye. <laughs>